0: And if you have a Bible, uh, please turn to Proverbs 31, Proverbs 31 this morning. And uh, let me get my iPad up and going. Um, we are going to be sharing from that this morning. And as I think about this and think about uh, just some uh, godly mothers. At the end of the service, we're going to have an opportunity to be able to share about godly mothers, and to be able to share about how God has impacted your life through some women. And so, uh, men, time for you to get ready to think about what you're going to say, so that you can have a good Mother's Day on your way home. All right. Uh, but uh, as I said, Mother's Day we set aside to honor and to celebrate mothers, and uh, there are a lot of incre- amazing, incredible things about mothers that we can celebrate, that we can cherish and that we can uh, give thanks to God for. And uh, it's always very hard for me to narrow down what to preach about on Mother's Day because there are so many things to talk about and so many things to uh, celebrate and think about. And uh, it's also very hard for me because I am not a mother, okay? And so it's hard sometimes for me to speak um, as a pastor and talk about motherly things because um, I am not one. But uh, hopefully this morning I can convey some things to you, That I have seen in my mother. And uh, my mother was a wonderful mother. Um, She was a mother to uh, me and my brother, and still is. And you guys know that I'm a mama's boy, all right? I'll go ahead and tell you right up front. And uh, Erin said the greatest thing her mama gave her was the love of Jesus, and a close second is her cooking, because I could tell you that uh, that is definitely part of it. My mother, as well, uh, has been a great part of my life. And obviously, my wife has been a great part of my life. And uh, just seeing them as they have served and has. Uh, have been great moms, and uh, I realized young that moms uh, have a love for their uh, children that's like nothing else in this world. Mothers love their children. It's in them. They love them. They nurture them. They they cherish them. They have a genuine compassion that comes and flows out of their heart, uh, from their heart of hearts. It's not manufactured. It's not something that they learn. It's something that comes from God. And uh, I can remember bringing Tucker home from the hospital the first time, and Aaron must have checked the car seat 20 times. I mean, she kept going to make sure it was okay. It was safe to put him in that car seat. And when we got home, I mean, blankets and pillows and, you know, bottle warmers and diaper cleaning. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff, and every little cry or every little whimper that she was there taking care of him. Mean, it kind of kind of made me jealous, to be honest with you. And uh, I thought, well, that, there goes the care for me. And uh, But I knew right then... She had something I didn't as a father. And uh, it's okay because that's the role God gave mothers. At 3 a.m. in the morning when I say he'll cry it out, she gets up and goes, checks on him, makes sure he's okay and does all those things. Listen, moms have this love and it comes from God. It's in their heart. It's in their nature. It is God's role that God has given them to nurture and to love. And that's what makes mothers so special. And you know what? Kids know that too. Kids know that too because uh, when I was uh, when they were kids were younger and Aaron would have to go do something, they knew if they were left with me, they, would, they were getting the bare minimum. All right. They were getting the, they were getting the dad treatment. And so uh, many times I had looked at him and says, can you make it 20 more minutes with that diaper? Because your mama's coming home. And when they got older, they would literally call their mom and say, should dad be doing this? You know, like he shouldn't be doing this, should he? And uh, I knew uh, immediately that the, she had something I did not. And so as we gathered this morning, Proverbs 31:31 says, and this is the verse we read, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. So in other words, give the ladies credit that is due to them. God has gifted them, and yet they are an incredible gift to our families, to our church, to our society. And her own work should be given praise at the gates, at the public meeting place, or spoken in public in the town or the community. And so together today as we publicly honor and thank God for godly women for their wonderful work, their godliness that they bring to the kingdom of God. And our families and our church and our nation, it's a good day to be able to say thank you mothers, thank you women, thank you for all that you have done. And men, if you didn't say amen, you just missed a really good chance too, all right? Because we ought to give thanks to them in a public place. And Proverbs 31 is an incredible proverb. We know that. Uh, It's really the go-to in the Bible talking about womanhood, talking about being a godly woman. I've preached on this uh, chapter several times over the years and uh, stats say that you probably only listened to about 10 minutes out of 30 minutes of what I say. So if you've heard this three times, you're going to get the full sermon today, all right? You're going to get all three years, years together. But uh, we can learn a lot from this proverb. We know the book of Proverbs is the Proverbs of wisdom. It gives us how to live, how to apply our life. Solomon was the main writer of Proverbs, but most scholars believe this portion of Proverbs 31 was written by his mother, And so this was a mother's word to her son about women, about mothers, about a wife. And so I want to read Proverbs 31 verse 10 all the way down through 31. Of course, we won't be able to get to all of them today, but I want to be able to hit the highlights when we get done, but I want you to hear it in its entirety. So Proverbs 31 verse 10, who can find a virtuous woman for her worth is far above rubies, take Heart of her husband safe, the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it from her profits she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hand to the staff and to and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself, and her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known at the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat of the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. What a beautiful proverb, right? I mean, what a, what a challenge, what a, what a proverb full of wisdom and truth. And honestly, we could take a month and try to go through this proverb and break it down into principles, but we're just going to hit some of the high spots this morning. And we begin this discourse about women and talking about the value of motherhood and a virtuous woman. First, look at the value of a virtuous woman. The value of a virtuous woman. Look at verse 10. Who can find a wife or who can find a virtuous wife? Literally, it could be rendered woman. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her worth is far above rubies. So the question is posed. Who can find this woman, right? Who can find a virtuous woman? And, and you know, this is a question, but it's really a statement, right? For us men who's been married for a long period of time, we know what questions are and we know what statements are, right? Some questions sound like a question, but they're really a statement, right? I wonder who left their socks in the middle of the room, right? That's technically a question, but if you've been married, you know that's a statement, Right? Because you know and she knows who left the socks in the middle of the floor. It's not a question. It's a statement, right? This is a question, but it is more of a statement. The point being is that it's very uncommon for someone to find a virtuous woman. It is something that is cherished. It should be something that, is, that, it, that you are blessed by. It's something that her worth is far above rubies. That the value of this woman, a value of a virtuous woman is worth more than anything in this world. And if you have had a virtuous woman in your life as a mother or as a wife or as a daughter or you have someone who's invested in your life that is a virtuous woman, she's far more valuable than anything this world could offer you. And you need to realize that and you need to, uh, to think about that in your life because the things that you pursue of this world will all pale in comparison to finding a virtuous woman in your life. And ladies, you sometimes don't realize how valuable you are. I know firsthand because living with Aaron and living with my mom and living with other great mothers that I know from our church and talking to them, you will rarely find a woman who knows her value. They are very hard on themselves. They, they have standards that they think they're not living up to. And they many times lose the joy of motherhood because they feel like they're never good enough or they're not of value. Let me tell you, the Bible says you are valuable. And you, as a virtuous woman, are more valuable than the precious stones of the world. That is, is something that is so valuable in your life that should, you, that should make you realize the value you are to God The value you are to your family, the value you are to your children and to our church and to this community. I just couldn't imagine what our world or the kingdom of God would be without virtuous women. I think about my own life, how my own life, how valuable uh, women has been in my life. I think about the value of my mother. My mother loved and cherished me and she showed me so many great things and showed me great patience After all, she married to my dad for over 50 years. You know she has great, great patience, right? But my mother has been able to go to her to get wisdom, to get instruction, and what she's poured into my life has literally changed my life in such a way that I could never get any of that from this world. I think about my grandmother, Mabel. That was my dad's mother. She was a wonderful woman. She was the sweetest and the kindest woman you would ever meet in your life. I could say this about a few people in my life, but not many, but my grandmother, I have never, or I never heard her say one negative or mean thing about anyone, anyone. I mean, she was so kind and so, so, so precious, and she was always so kind to me, and I loved going over to her house. We would lay there and eat circus peanuts and uh, circus peanuts and orange slices and all sorts of chips. She's like, yeah, go get another bag, Ted, go get this, right? But yet so kind, let me paint her toenails, even though I know I didn't even know what I was doing, but just so kind and so so generous and so loving. She loved every single person that she ever met, and she never talked bad about them. I think about my other grandmother, uh, Elva, my mom's mom. She was the hardest worker I'd ever met in my life. She would clean, and she would take care of her family, and she would take care of her home. She, she was so well in her home, and she worked so hard all the time. And I can remember when my she died before my grandfather did, and he did not know what a checkbook was. He did not know what a washing machine was. He did not know what, it, I mean, he knew nothing because she was such a hard worker. She took care of everything, and she, sho- she showed an incredible work ethic. And I could think about the value that she has brought to my life. And I could go on and on and talk about my mother-in-law and talk about others that's impacted me, even this church. Talk about Miss Carol and talk about others that's impacted me as a a woman and how how much value they added to my life. You today, as you think about your life, think about the value that your mother is or your grandmother is or maybe someone who's taken time for you and don't take them for granted. Treat them well. Value them and value them in your life. And what a treasure they are. And the Bible commands us to cherish them, to realize the value they are because God has given them as a gift. And if you know one and you've had one in your life, their worth is far above rubies. It is worth more than any material possession you could ever gain to have a virtuous woman in your life. And so this morning, if you have one or you are one, know your incredible value before God. It is an essential part of the kingdom of God. Second thing I want to point out is the heart of a virtuous woman. Verse 30, it tells us about her heart that it fears the Lord. It fears the Lord. In the Old Testament, this meant to have an incredible reverence or honor for the Lord. In the New Testament, we can translate this. She loves the Lord. She puts God first in her life. That above all else that she knows and she has a relationship with God, she has a deep faith in, her, in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in, as we come to our parents, as we come to our mothers and godly women, we realize that they take serious their walk with the Lord. And it should never be a part of our life that we should question. And yet in their commitments, in their devotions, in their desires, you see that God, that they put God first in their life. I love how one country preacher put it. He said, God doesn't like to play second fiddle in your heart, right? And so many times when we see a godly mother and we see someone who is a virtuous woman, we know that, that they put God first in their life. That first and foremost, they correct the heart. That, that they look to the heart. And it's not so much about the outside, it's about the inside. Proverbs 30 also tells us, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, And that's the trap that's so easy to fall into for ladies. It's a trap that I try to share with my daughter about her life and about the plan and purpose God has for women. It's not about the outside. It's not all about the charm. It's not all about the beauty. But thank God for the charm and the beauty, right? Right, men? All right, we do thank God for that. But listen, it's not all about what you look like on the outside. What makes a virtuous woman is what's on the inside. That she pursues God with all her heart. And by the way, if you are, this is not just good advice for the ladies, it's for all of us. As Solomon has said in Ecclesiastes as well, life is, van- is the vanity of vanities. Meaning that if you're pursuing something outside of God in your life, all your pursuits will leave you empty. It will leave you dry. It will leave you wanting more. And a virtuous woman has found in her heart and her life that God is number one. And that the more she seeks God, the more virtuous she is and the better mother she is and the better wife she is. And listen, one thing about my wife, I want her to love Jesus more than ever. And the more she loves Jesus, the better wife she's going to be and the better mom she's going to be and the greater, better grandmother one day she might be. And you think about these in our hearts and our lives. A virtuous women, woman loves the Lord. She puts God first in her life. So a virtuous woman is of great value. A virtuous woman loves the Lord. Also, a virtuous woman has great speech. Think about the speech of a virtuous woman. Verse 26 says, she opened her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. What is wisdom? Wisdom is not just knowledge. Wisdom is taking that knowledge and you may put it in a way that you understand it, right? Putting it in a way that you can put it to work in your life. It's more than just information. And not only do they do it, but they do it with kindness. So wisdom and kindness. When you think about a mother, you think about going to her for advice. Think about the wisdom that you have gained from godly women in your life. Think about the wisdom that has given. It almost seems like God himself sometimes speaks when you speak to your mom or she gives you advice. And like the old saying goes, sometimes mother knows best, right? Right? I think about times in my life when I had went to my mom for wisdom. Most of the time was after I went to my dad for wisdom, right? And uh, whether it may be go punch someone in the face or maybe go, you know, tell this person that. I go to my mom and she always had the perfect thing to say. And not just the perfect thing to say, it, but the way she said it. And also when she said it. It was the perfect timing and the perfect way to put it. And, it, and when she spoke, everyone listens. And it's not just because she, she knows everything or that she's a know-it-all, but you know she had prayed about it and she has wisdom and she had, she had this experience. And we're missing that kind of wisdom and kindness in our world today, right? We're missing that kind of wisdom and kindness from those of the next generation because sometimes they push it away. And I don't know what it is, but yet in the kingdom of God, we got to have the older ladies investing in the younger ladies. And we got to have the younger ladies allowing the older ladies to invest in them. In this generation that we have, sometimes it feels like the younger people want to push the older people away. And I get it. You think they were raised in the prehistoric days, right? And you think they had, you know, rode dinosaurs to school and stuff. But let me tell you, it's it's a short trip. Trust me. And they know what it's like to have a husband. And they know what it's like to have a job. And they know what it's like to take care of three children. They know what it's like to have the pressures of life. And the things that you are facing, there are godly women who could invest in your life and give you great wisdom for your life. And we must look to these older uh, older women who have great wisdom in their marriages, in their homes, and their careers. And not only that, but we need to accept it, but we also... need to spend the time to take it and put it to work in our life. You guys remember the movie Fireproof? I don't know if you ever watched that. But in that movie, there was a young married woman and her her marriage got in trouble. And as her marriage got in trouble, she began to push away one elderly lady that would come and sit with her for lunch every single day at her workplace, and next thing you know, she started avoiding her, and next thing you know, she stopped talking to her, and then she put her completely out of her life. You know why? Because she was the only one in her life telling her what she needed to hear instead of what she wanted to hear. And listen, godly women, virtuous women, they tell you what you need to hear, not just what you want to hear. They tell you when you need to hear, what you need to hear, and how they do it through through kindness and love. And listen, we ought to cherish that, We ought to cherish that because it's a gift from God that God would give someone in your life that would invest in you, that will be able to give you wisdom and knowledge and kindness, and we ought to treasure that, and we ought to seek that out in our lives. Listen, if you're a young mom, find you someone who has raised some kids and gleaned some wisdom from them. If you're an older mom who has raised kids, go back and invest in those people's lives because we need it. We need one another. And a virtuous woman, like I said, is full of wisdom and kindness. Fourth thing I want you to know, not just her words, but her work, the work of a virtuous woman. Look at verse 27, it says, she watches over the ways of her household and does not eat of the bread of idleness. Back up in verse 15, it tells us that she is one that stays up all night and does not sleep. Uh, She she doesn't stay up all night and sleep all day, but she rests while it's yet night, and she gets her rest to take care of the needs of others, and she always puts others' needs and desires before her own. And she does that not because she has to, but because she wants to. She willingly does this. It's a treasure or it's a pleasure or a desire in her heart that she takes after her household and she watches over the ways of her home. Have you ever noticed, man, when you get in the kitchen or you get in your home, and you realize you're in someone else's domain? You know what I mean? You've ever been in someone else's space, right? Listen, when you get into the home or the household, you realize you're in someone else's space. This is a godly woman. This is a virtuous woman who watches over the ways of her household and she doesn't eat of the bread of idleness. And she does it willingless, and it gives a picture of someone who voluntarily performs a great duty. This woman is self-motivated. She doesn't need someone to prime her or to get her going or pump her up. She does it with pleasure. She does it willingly. She watches over the ways of of her family. She makes sure they're taken care of, and she makes sure that she doesn't stop until the job is completed. I'll never forget when I got home one day from work back when Erin did not have a secular job. She's a school teacher now, but she was home all day with the two boys, and I got home, and when I got home, she asked me to do something, and I said, well, what did you do all day long? If you want some wisdom, man, that's the wrong thing to say, okay? It's the wrong thing to say because let me tell you, taking care of the kids and doing those things is a far greater work than just going to a job, right? And listen, they they do incredible work, and yet, as you see them, not many times through sickness and through uh, heartache and through pain, they are there for the child every single time. They give up the night, and they give up the day, and they work many times as, as long as they can just to make sure their household is well taken care of, and that's what a virtuous woman does. She always does that, and yet the work is great, and sometimes it feels like it's overwhelming. I think of a story I read one time about two small little boys, and they were twin boys, and they had got to a point in Mother's Day, they had saved their money from school, and they wanted to buy their mom a flower. The only flower they could find at the store, it was a great little, a small little flower, and on this little bouquet on the front of it had a little ribbon, and it said (laughs) R-I-P, all right? And so they brought it home so proud, and they gave it to their mom, and she said, this is really pretty and everything, but did you know that the flower on it said R-N-P? And, she's, and they both said, well, yes, because we thought it would be perfect for you because all you were ever asking for is just to rest in peace for a little while, all right? So we thought that would be a perfect gift for you. Now, listen, to be a mom, honestly, it's just flat-out hard work. It is hard work. You know, dishes never end, clothes never stop, kids' school work, food to prepare, housework to be done, you know, uh, taking care of your kids and emotionally taking care of them, talking to them, counseling them, being a doctor them, right? I mean, listen, the, the, joy, the work is there. And many times through the work, sometimes we lose the joy, though, right? We lose the joy because we feel like, especially with little ones, it's never going to end. This is never going to come to a point to where it's going to slow down and we're always in the rush. But let me tell you, don't get so wrapped up in your work that you miss your babies growing up, all right? Because listen, we're at the stage in our life when our babies are grown up, and we look back to some of those moments, and believe it or not, we treasure some of those moments now. We treasure some of those moments when they're little and they're small, and they're all right there in the same place, and you can get them ready, and you can go together, and you could do those things. And one day, like I said, they're going to grow up, and you're going to miss it. But don't miss it and regret it. Make sure you're spending your time with your children. And yes, it's hard work, but look at the joy in it. God has placed you in their life for this moment, for this time. Listen, I have seen Aaron and her in with our kids, praying over them and putting them to bed at night and spending moments with them that will last with them for a lifetime. What a gift it is to have a mom who does that for you. And what a gift it is for moms to be able to do that with their children. And don't regret a moment that you spend with your children. Listen, you could have a great career. You could make a lot of money. But most of all, think about the joy it is to be a great mom. Think about the value you are to your family. Think about the time that you're going to have with them for the rest of their life to look back at their children. And not only that, but think about Proverbs 31, 28. I love this promise here. It's a, it's just a, it's a promise that says, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Think about the praise and honor it is for your children one day to rise up and call you blessed. To say, thank you, mom. Thank you for being who God called you to be in my life. And not only just your children, but your husband as well. Who looks to say, you did something I couldn't do. You did a work and you are valuable to our family. You've been a virtuous woman and we have this satisfaction and joy in our family, in our life, with our children. And we rise up now to say, thank you. To say you are blessed, to honor you, to cherish you, and to say that you've done something in our life. And we are grateful to God for that. I mean, let me tell you, there's a lot of joy in getting praise from the world. But there's no joy like when your children praise you and thank you. And there's no joy when your husband recognizes it as well. And Proverbs 31 says, as a virtuous woman, your children will rise up and call you blessed and your husband also Listen, so don't get distracted by this world. This world tells you the exact opposite of that. This world tells you that you can be your child's friend, right? The greatest need for you is to be their friend. Let me tell you, you can be friends with your children, but you're more than just a friend, right? As a mother, you have this obligation, you have this ability, you have this calling from God that only you can fulfill in their life. That only you can give this wisdom and kindness and nurturing and love that they can feel, And you literally are carrying the love of God to your children. What a, what a treasure. What an honor. And don't get distracted by this world and don't throw away the time you have with your kids. Invest it in them because it'll be worth it in the kingdom of God. It'll be worth it in your family and it'll be worth it in our church as well when virtuous women invest in the next generation and in your family and your homes. And what a day it will be when your children, your grandchildren rise up. And call you blessed and your husband praises you as well and that's what I hope we will do this morning as we look to the women in our life that has made such a difference because they were virtuous women in our hearts in our families in our homes this morning let's begin to pray dear him father we do come before you Lord God I do pray this morning as we consider these gifts of this gift of woman uh, women that you've given to us Lord I pray in our own hearts as we begin to consider the virtuous women in our own life, Lord. God, I pray for those who may have had virtuous mothers or maybe a virtuous wife or maybe those who have been uh, something to someone else that didn't have a mom or maybe didn't have someone to care for them and you reached out and and someone took the time to mother you to be able to be there and stand in the gap on your behalf. And this morning, you're incredibly blessed by that. Lord, I know in this church there are many women who are virtuous women who have been great role models and great mothers, Lord. And God, I pray this morning as we gather, we lift up them to you, God, to pray for them, to ask you to strengthen them, to love them, to to show them that they will know the value that they are, Lord, to our kingdom and to our church. And Lord, I pray this morning as we consider our hearts before you, Lord, Maybe someone here this morning doesn't know you, and they realize, you know what? The greatest thing for me to do is to know Jesus Christ, and it is. As a mother, there is no greater gift you can give your child than to pursue Jesus Christ in your life. When you know Jesus Christ, that makes all the difference, not just as a mother, but even if you're a father, even if you're just a single person, any man, woman, or child, the greatest thing is for you to know Jesus Christ, and this morning you can know him. You you can come before the Lord this morning. You could just call on His name, and the Bible says you shall be saved. And this morning, you could say, "I'm trusting in Jesus Christ. I'm trusting for His plan and His purpose, and He has given His life. He has He has paid the debt that I owed." And man, what a what a great privilege it is to know Jesus Christ. And I pray this morning as we consider this time, as we have this time of just uh, inflection and this time of uh, just thinking of invitation and commitment, Lord. And I pray that we'll lift our hearts to you and say, God, do a work in me, Lord, so that I know my value before you, and I know I am cherished. And Lord, may we lift our hearts to cherish those around us and give them value as well, Lord. I pray as we have this time, Lord, as we play this song, I just encourage you right where you are.